We're all souls having a human experience. That experience is a journey, and each journey is unique. It's through our experiences that we come together and unite. Join soul-led author, podcaster, Reiki practitioner, healer, teacher, and sheepreneur, Kristen Aurelia, as she shares insights, wisdom, and knowledge with listeners. This show is dedicated to understanding the complex layers of human behavior. Each episode will continue to illuminate pathways and spark soulful journeys. After all, we are all children of God, one collective consciousness trying to survive the human experience. Hello, and welcome to the Surviving the Human Experience podcast. For those joining us again, welcome back. If you're new to the show, welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Kristen Aurelia, and I am going to be your host. I'm humbled and blessed that you've chosen to be part of the SheWise family, and I'm thrilled that we are part of your journey. So I've dedicated my life to studying, observing, and understanding the many complex layers of human behavior. For that reason, I have brought the Surviving the Human podcast to reality, where I'm going to be sharing insights and wisdom and knowledge um, through my show, also through my literary works, and through community engagement. For those who are new to this channel, this is a uniquely created space for exploration of topics that are all things human experience related. So we span across topics such as health and wellness, self-discovery, personal growth, healing, and so much more. Now for the disclaimer. This podcast is presented solely for educational and entertainment purposes. I am a fellow human being having a human experience and sharing information and findings along my journey. The views and insights shared by myself and guests on the show are the sole thoughts, feelings, opinions, and experiences of those expressing them. You're encouraged to research guests on the show to learn more about their credentials and philosophies as part of your understanding of viewpoints expressed. I am not a licensed therapist, and this podcast is not intended as a substitute for the advice of a physician, professional, coach, psychotherapist, or other qualified professional. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into today's topic. Um, If you've been listening along with us, this is an extension of two previous episodes, first one being Caring for Your Human, You Only Get One Body, an Overview. And then last week, I covered caring for your mind. And then today, I'm going to jump into caring for the body. And the content and uh, information I'm talking about today, again, is coming from my book that was recently made available on Amazon on January 30th called Caring for Your Human, You Only Get One Body. So with that, uh, let's jump right into caring for your body. So a journey through the body, the body houses, I want to read this. Sorry, I should have prefaced that the body houses, the soul it's a it's sacred and needs to be treated as such. What a magnificent, unique and complex structure. There are so many facets and complexities to the human body. There are organs, tissues, operating systems, physical looks, and so much more. So how did I get here? Well, As I went through life, I distinctly recalled my mom telling me over and over and over again as a teenager, you only get one body. And that meant absolutely nothing to me. I would listen to her and I would hear that and I'd be like, yep, okay, well, I'm going to go about my day and I'm going to do what I want because that's what I did. And so I never really stopped long enough to really think about the significance of that statement. And that statement is very profound. We do only get one body. We're brought here on this earth. Our soul is dropped into this very one body 
and it's supposed to last your lifetime. So what's happening when we're abusing our body or not taking care of it, um, or just simply going through our day? And I mean, oftentimes we don't think twice about what we're doing. We just do what we do and keep moving. And so it isn't until the body experiences challenges or difficulties where we all of a sudden stop, take a breath, and try to figure out what we're going to do to fix the problems that have been created. So for that reason, um, you know, I had done really well chugging along my teens, my twenties, my thirties, towards the end of my thirties, I said, well, wait a minute. Things started catching up. I had done things my way. And now it was time to learn that if you abuse your body, at some point, your body has to um, fight back. And so I learned that and I learned it the hard way. So I'm hoping that I'm able to share information that's going to be helpful um, for all of you listening so that you don't have to go through some of the experiences I did. Because if you just treat your body with love and care and nurture it and give it the proper uh, respect that it needs early on, you could probably avoid a lot of problems later. So let's talk about the body for a second. Each body, each person, I should say, each soul that lands on this earth is given a body. And that body is going to need to last your lifetime. And for that reason, we need to figure out our strategy of how we're going to care for that human. Just like you would if you got a brand new car. If you got a brand new car, you would be super careful with it. You'd be, you know, out there getting regular car washes, uh, taking it for maintenance, checkups, uh, making sure oil is changed, doing all the things to care for that vehicle. But interestingly enough, oftentimes we have this body that we just get up, expect it to operate. When it doesn't, we take a break, we get right back to it. So the real question is, how much love, TLC, preventative care are we giving your body? So I talk about managing your physical form and as that relates to you being the CEO of your body and your health, because you are. And oftentimes I think we give that power away. We give that power to others, um, whether it be you know, have you ever noticed, this is an example that comes to mind, you feel fine, you go to the doctors for a checkup, and this is nothing against doctors, this is just more of a conversation. You go to the doctors for a checkup, they find something that's not so great in one of your tests that they run as part of a physical, and then all of a sudden you feel sick. You felt fine walking in. It wasn't until somebody alerted you that there might be a potential problem, and then all of a sudden, you know, you start feeling symptoms, or you start thinking that there's something wrong. So, I say that because it could be in any instance. It could be, you know, a friend. It could be a family member. It could be, you know, a doctor you went to see. It could be anybody. But oftentimes I think we give a lot of our power away to somebody else when we need to remember we're the CEO of our bodies. We need to own it, manage it, um, do what feels right for us, do our own research, of course, follow the advice of medical professionals. Absolutely. That's not a bad thing to do. But just really remembering that you're the one that's with your body 24-7. Nobody else is with your body 24-7. So although something might feel, you know, off or might not be quite right, taking notice of that. Maybe somebody else doesn't pick up on it because, again, you're with your body 24-7. I think it's really important that we learn to love our bodies. It's a beautiful gift that's given to you. Um, it's something that you should be showering with love and affection all the time. It's a phenomenal blessing, but interestingly enough, 
more time and energy is spent with us looking at the negative aspects of the body. That happens so much more than not um, for a lot of people. Not for everyone, but a lot of people. There's so many books and therapies, documentaries addressing the topic of the human body as it relates to looks. We look at social media. We look at um, commercials. We look at magazine covers. We look at all these different things depicting all of these you know, beautiful bodies. And if you're not a certain size or a certain look, and that changes depending on what generation era we're in. But it's interesting how um, we allow those pressures to kind of influence how we talk to our body and how we feel about our body instead of becoming one with our body and uniting with it. So I think that's really important to consider. I think it really feels like there's been a um, comparison game that's plaguing our society because of the different communications and the messaging that's sent out. And I think it spans across, you know, all the way down from our youth, all the way up to our older folks. I mean, people are constantly, I've noticed posting things that say, you know, beauty over 40 or beauty over 60. And it's so interesting how we are attaching um, specific requirements to age. And so it's important, I think, for everyone to just really learn to love their bodies, spend some time working on your self-image. I talked about in the segment on caring for your mind, self-esteem and self-confidence. I think that really plays well into this topic. Um, You are the priority. Loving your body is where it all begins. We have to explore ways to show ourselves some love. Make sure you remember today's a new day. And the past is the past. There's no time like the present. You can show yourself love by um, carving out some time to be by yourself and enjoying all that's you. Deepening your connection with your body by engaging in practices that support the body, mind, and spirit connections. Establishing boundaries. I talked about this in the last episode as well. Um, To protect your peace. So if you find that you go in certain spaces and people are commenting about your body or, you know, saying different things to you, then the one thing you can do is you can protect your peace by choosing not to put yourself in that situation or setting boundaries around the conversations that will be had. Making sure you're giving body your body rest. A lot of times we just go and go and go and then you just fall out. You're sick. You don't feel well. Uh, different things are happening. You're experiencing different symptoms because you're not giving your body the break it deserves. Incorporating self-love practices and routines into your daily life is also super important. I think a lot of times we bypass some of that and that is not a good thing. So we need to find ways to practice self-love, practice gratitude techniques specifically focused on you and the love that you have for your body. So make that specific and unique to you and surround yourself with things that you love to minimize negative energy from interrupting your space. Also doing the traditional routine health assessments and physicals can be super helpful. Going and doing the assessments on things such as your blood count, your blood pressure, cholesterol, hearing, hormone levels, mental health, vision, and weight are all really good things to do as just to get your general baseline of what your body is like, how it operates, make sure it's in good working order. And then if you're starting to see that part of your routine health care is revealing um, some some changes or maybe some things that may be a challenge down the pike, then at least you're taking the preventative steps 
to make sure that you're addressing something right then and there instead of waiting until something happens. So having the checkups routinely is going to, again, provide you with that baseline, serve as a mechanism to detect any areas of concern in the future. I know there's a lot of people who just don't like going for their physicals, and I get it. I understand it. They're not always pleasant, uh, but it certainly doesn't hurt to go do it and make sure that you're ahead of the curve and you know what you're dealing with versus waiting for years on end and then you get there and it's like, oh, the doctor's handing you a list of 20 things that are wrong or, or challenges where you could have just addressed them along the way and made slight modifications. So before we jump into the next section, we are going to pause here and just take a break and we will be right back. All right, welcome back. So we talked about routine health assessments. The next area we're gonna talk about is the breath and breathing. This is one of the most important and often overlooked functions that has a direct effect on the functioning of the body. The body needs to breathe in order to sustain its functions. So in the absence of breath, the body begins to shut down, right? You're gonna to need to be able to breathe, super important. We can observe this in the cycle of birth and death. When a baby comes out of the womb, the first thing that happens when they enter the world is they take a breath. Upon conclusion of life during the death process, the last thing somebody does is take a breath. So it has a pretty, uh, pretty profound function. So because it's so critical and crucial, it's important, I think, to stop and reflect on how we're breathing. I don't believe I actually paid attention to this until I was having trouble breathing. I always knew even when I was younger and I was doing sports and I was uh, working out and doing all the running I was doing at the gym that I always felt like my body could go longer than I could breathing. It was weird. It was like my body kept saying I can still go, but I, for the life of me, couldn't get enough air. It was absolutely crazy. And I can remember a real interesting experience when I was in um, high school. I was a cheerleader and I had lost my voice because I ended up with a vocal cord issue. So it was a vocal cord dysfunction diagnosis. And one of the main things they did, I couldn't talk for six months. It's very interesting, very long six months for me. I think my mom kind of enjoyed it. It was quiet for her, but painful for me. But it was interesting because during that time, I was sent to a uh, speech pathologist not to be able to talk because I knew how to talk. My issue was I needed to learn how to take my breath and bring it down to my diaphragm because what had really transpired was my breath was so short that I was starting from halfway down my chest and going straight up. So I wasn't getting that deep belly breath. I wasn't getting down to the diaphragm area. And for that reason, as I was doing my cheering, I was one of the, you know, I was a captain, so I always had to yell and call out the different cheers. And in doing that, I was projecting my voice, but I wasn't giving it adequate breath to be able to project. So all of the work was happening right in my vocal cords. And that was not the best idea. That definitely caused some problems for me. So as a result of that, um, I had to learn how to breathe all over again. And it was a very interesting experience. I can remember breathing into a machine that was gauging the force of my breath and the depth of the breath. And so that was pretty interesting. So uh, some areas that I wanted to highlight that I share in my book as well that may have 
an impact or play a role in your breathing and the breathing quality that you're experiencing on a daily basis. Just some things to consider, nothing to panic about, but things to consider was the air quality. So where do you live and what does that air quality look like? For example, do you live in a city and is there more pollution in the air? Do you live out in the country where there's less pollution in the air? Uh, breathing conditions are something to consider, asthma, COPD, etc. Your environment, um, what do you have around you in your environment? Are there a lot of allergens? Um, also exercise, are you getting adequate exercise? Are you strengthening your lungs? Hazardous materials, um, some of us may be in positions or jobs where we're exposed to certain hazardous materials. Illnesses and infections that um, maybe, you know, kind of got a little further, you got dormant viruses, pollutants, we talked a little bit about that, um, smoking, toxins in general, weather can also have an impact, especially, you know, over the last many years, you've seen different weather advisories come out where there's certain days where they're telling you the air quality is not good. So paying attention to that, especially if you're a person that has breathing issues, and then also something I think we don't think about, we think about our home environments a lot, but the work environment, the space that you're in during the day is really, really important to um, consider as well. So not all situations and exposures are avoidable though. So it's good to take inventory of the things that are in and out of your control because some things are gonna be out of your control and that's okay. But for the things that are within your control, if you're able to just kind of modify um, or see what you can remove to, to kind of give yourself a little wiggle room when it comes to trying to um, help and support your breathing is, I think, really important. So in the environment, I talked about air quality. Air quality, I think, is really important. I ended up engaging and purchasing many air purifiers um, because for me, I did have some breathing issues along my journey. Uh, so those that have followed my health journey, I've experienced some very bizarre different things. And so making sure that you've got your air ducts cleaned, that there's air purifiers in the home, that you're wiping your vents, even if it's in your bathroom. I mean, things, lints get trapped and, and weird things get trapped in spaces that sometimes we don't look at. And I think because they're invisible places, a lot of times different pathogens and pollutants can hide in them. And so we sometimes don't think about that. Even happens in our cars, in our air vents, in our cars, in our workplaces. So air quality, I think is super important. Um, paying attention to mold is also really important. If you see mold, making sure it's treated or you're minimizing exposure um, is also very, very important. Contaminants um, such as bacterias and allergens as well. Looking at you know, what you're being exposed to, again, I think is very important when it comes to the breathing piece. Hydration. I talk about hydration being a big thing for the body as well. The body needs hydration. Dehydration happens way too quickly and it can sneak up on you without you even realizing it. It's necessary to pay attention to what you're consuming. Some liquids can create dehydration effect and you think because you're drinking that you're good to go, but that's not always the case. So being careful of looking at how much caffeine you're intaking, um, just really being cognizant of what liquids you're, you're taking into your body. I became a little more fascinated with this because as I continued again on my journey, I found that I was having a lot of issues with hydration. I was drinking a lot, but my body wasn't absorbing. And so that was a hard, um, 
hard pill for me to swallow because I felt like, my goodness, if I drank any more, I felt like I was going to float away. So I had to reduce some of my caffeine intake so it wasn't drying out my body. And I replaced it with different options that were going to help support and keep some of that hydration going. So for me, I found it helpful to make sure I was consuming electrolytes. And I did a combination of different things. In my early days, I started really just chugging Pedialyte, believe it or not. I would go in the baby section. I know they thought I was definitely interesting when I was at the grocery store because I was grabbing, like they had a coconut flavored one and then I tried to get them without flavoring in them just because I didn't want any of the extra dyes or anything in there. But I knew I needed electrolytes and I was really struggling at that time to figure out which way I wanted to do it. And I really was not a fan of Gatorade. Um, I wasn't a fan of the Powerades. I had actually found a brand that called them lights and it was like a powder, uh, electrolyte packet and you could just put it in your water and that was super helpful too. So I did that quite a bit. My all time go-to favorite was lemon water. I also would use, um, liquid trace minerals. I would take the dropper and just stick it directly in my water. And that was super helpful, especially when I was, um, doing some of the different detoxing that I was doing. I knew I needed to replace those minerals and that was a really good way to do it. And then I stuck with good old fashioned water. I just, you know, I would squeeze some lemon into my water or some lime to give it a little twist and make it a little exciting. But I found that water was the best solution for me. And the freshly squeezed lemon water was really great. I mean, it aids in digestion. Um, it helps with breaking down acid in the body, assists with hydration overall. So that was my go-to, but everybody's different and everybody needs to pick what works for them. So just make sure that you're keeping that body hydrated. Um, you know, looking at the different types of water, my gosh, there's so many of them. I was very careful in the water I consumed because I had done so much research on the different types of waters and because I live in more of a uh, public water system area and it's more of a city area, I knew that there were different things that I was exposed to versus where I grew up where we had well water and that was also another different type of water that I needed to, um, to examine and you know, how is your water coming to you? The water source is really important. So some things to consider, at least what I would recommend considering when evaluating your water is the pH level, what's the purpose behind your water, um, are you doing it to rehydrate after workouts, daily intake, what's the quality of water and water source like I just mentioned, do you require or are you using water purification or filtration systems, um, is there water testing available for pollutants if you're concerned about that or you think that that might be an issue. So those are kind of my my highlighted areas that I really paid attention to. Now, as I um, began doing a lot of time at the gym and was incorporating the trace minerals into my water, I tended to go with a um, water, an alkaline water or an ionized water. I felt that that was working well for me and helped. I also use a water filtration system at home as well because like I mentioned, living in a public a water area with public um, public systems and just different stuff happening in your water. I wanted to make sure I was pulling out as many toxins as possible. So I actually have filters in my home and that has been super helpful. I also have them for on the go. And then if I'm out somewhere, I grab bottled water when I'm out. I don't typically drink, um, water from the faucet, but that's just a preference. Everybody's different. So for me, I just tried to minimize as many 
um, concerns or challenges as I could because I had so many health things going on. During my time of learning about hydration, I also was able to come across uh, Medical Medium's book, Cleanse to Heal. That was a book that was like a game changer for me. I absolutely loved it. And that's where I first learned about my 32 ounces of lemon water that I start every morning off with. I learned about celery juice. Celery juice is very hydrating for me, so I drank that in the morning. Um, I started with eight ounces because I'm going to be honest, the first few weeks I was like, this is some different stuff. But then once I got past the initial taste of celery, I actually began to crave it. It was kind of interesting. So I have my juicer at home. Um, I do that in the mornings and I absolutely love it. So supplementation was also instrumental for me on uh, caring for the body. And because I had a lot of different health things going on and I couldn't quite get the exact nutrients and nutrition in that I needed to at the time, supplementation was available to help support me. Now, before taking any supplementation, you should always consult with, you know, your medical professional um, or somebody in the health and wellness industry that you're working with to make sure that what you're taking makes sense for you. I ended up um, incorporating a variety of different supplements and they all supported me through different phases of my healing journey. So vitamin C, some, there were some that were like, you know, my standard ones that I kept. So the multivitamin, the vitamin C, the zinc and the magnesium have been my go-tos throughout the, um, process for me. I also have stuck with sovereign silver, but again, Everybody's different. Everybody needs different supports at different phases of their life and for different situations, conditions, etc. So please, please, please make sure before you engage in, you know, starting new things and introducing things that you are checking with your medical professional. Some considerations when you're selecting the supplements would be looking at the brand. I did a lot of research on brands of supplements. Personally, I wanted something that was you know, as clean as possible and reputable, um, a supplement company that had honesty and integrity attached to it. Like there were a lot of different things that went into selecting the supplement brands for me. Cost was also very important. Uh, looking at cost to make sure that it's something sustainable. If you think you're going to be taking something for an extended period of time, you of course want to do some price comparisons. That's a fair conversation. The improvements in health or side effects. So I was very careful as I took supplements to look at each supplement and introduce it one at a time because you don't know how your body's going to react. So you want to make sure that as you're doing these supplements that you've given enough time as you're adding something in to be able to evaluate and see if your body is having any positive or negative responses. So journaling that is really important. Liquid pills or capsules, they come in so many different forms nowadays. I found myself doing a lot of um, liquid tinctures and I would take my shot glass down instead of having a drink I'd fill it with my supplements and I just down the hatch and that was that the purpose of the supplement what are you using it for make sure it makes sense and make sure the dosages are correct and that you've worked those dosages out because you don't want to just be taking too much and then your body's not even absorbing it because you've overburdened it you want to make sure you're paying attention to that the quality and composition of the supplementation, um, vegan friendly, non-GMO, whatever is important to you, but making sure you've looked at that, the quantity and dosage we talked about, and then when to adjust, modify, or discontinue. Because as you go through different phases or you heal different things, there's going to be different points in time in which it will make sense for you to either 
increase, decrease, or stop taking something. So those are all considerations. So we are gonna hop over to a break and then we will be right back. Light up your world and discover the key to surviving the human experience with Kristen Aurelia. Navigating through life can be a monumental task. Listen each Tuesday at 11 a.m. and 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network for all things to help you navigate your journey here on Earth. Help, healing, light, and wisdom for all. Join Kristen on a magic carpet ride and discover the secrets to surviving the human experience and become she-wise. In Kristen Aurelia's latest book, Recreation, Surviving the Human Experience, she shares a journey of a woman who embarks on a mission to heal the physical and emotional damage, as well as the trauma that has plagued her for the better part of her life. She shares her story in the hope that others will begin their journey to find their personal truth, move closer to the light, discover, and live out their intended purpose here on Earth. Recreation, Surviving the Human Experience is available for purchase on Amazon, Audible, iTunes, and SheWisePublications.com. Calling all authors. Have you been considering an audiobook? Well, look no further. Come take advantage of Dream Vision 7 Radio Network's unique in-house audiobook production, which includes benefits and bonuses from our radio station. Let our knowledgeable staff guide you to create the audiobook you've always dreamed of without breaking the bank. Check out our full one-stop service from A to Z, including the ACX process. Schedule a free consultation by calling 508-226-1723. That's 508-226-1723. Or go to dreamvision7radio.com. SheWise is your gateway to sparking soulful journeys and illuminating pathways in spiritual, healing, and self-help realms. SheWise Publications stands as a beacon for those seeking to share their voice. Beyond the pages in print, the heart of SheWise Publications beats with a passion for helping others connect to their healing journey. Together, let's navigate the complexities of the human experience and discover the threads that bind us all and become SheWise. For the full journey, visit SheWisePublications.com and SheWiseApparel.com. Journey to the Awakening takes you on a journey through many revelations of a child growing up in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, uncovering what really happened behind the white picket fence and how this continues to plague future generations. The book reveals, in a very riveting way, the details of multiple past generation secrets. Learning to walk through and not attach to the past will help guide the reader to beginning their own journey. Available for purchase on Amazon, Audible, and iTunes. For more information about Denise Claire's works and upcoming book signing events, visit SheWisePublications.com. When we arrive on this earth, our soul is housed in a body. That body needs to be nurtured with love and care. In Kristen Aurelia's latest books, Caring for Your Human, You Only Get One Body, and Practical Tools and Techniques Workbook, she explores ways to care for your mind, body, and spirit. She shares her wisdom gained along her journey in hopes to assist others in proactively caring for their human. Because after all, we only get one body, and it's meant to last a lifetime. Caring for your human, you only get one body. And Caring for your human, you only get one body practical tools and techniques workbook are available for purchase on Amazon and SheWisePublications.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. 
uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. We are jumping into sleep, the importance of sleep. This is something that's, I think, often overlooked, especially nowadays. I talked about this a little bit in the previous episode, how we're all doing so many things. We're so busy. Um, we're not getting a chance to get that rest and relaxation that we'd like to get or we should be getting. And so we cut corners. And where do a lot of people cut corners? Their sleep. This girl right here is 100% guilty of that. I need about 40 hours in my day, and we only have 24 so I have um, been working on this area. This is an area that is in progress. I'm not afraid to admit it. And it's not because I don't like to sleep. It's because I usually have so many things to do that I find it hard to, um, to get my hours of sleep in. So the benefits of proper sleep are to allow the body to rest and heal, allow your mind to rest. We talked about that in caring for your mind, enhancing your fine motor skills, productivity, reaction times, and more, improving your energy levels. I mean, there have been some days where I wake up and I am dragging, and it's because I know I didn't get the proper amount of rest or sleep. Um, improving your immune system functions, that's really important as well. I mean, if you're going through with a body, just like if... For example, using the car analogy we used at the beginning, if you're running your car and you're like on E, do you think that at some point it's going to run out of gas? Well, yes, it will if you don't go and stop at the gas station and fill it up. So this would be equivalent to you not stopping at the gas station and taking your, your sleep, getting your rest, because you're eventually going to run out of steam and you're going to be burning fumes. And you don't want to do that because that's when sicknesses, illnesses, um, you know, Lack of uh, sleep can also cause you to make some decisions that you may not have made if you were fully rested and really thinking through. So there's a lot of impacts of not getting sleep that we want to make sure that you are keeping your body at tip-top shape as best you can. Also improved mood. I mean, just naturally, sometimes when you're sleeping, you're happy, right? You're, you're waking up, you feel fully rested, you're ready to take on the day. And then if you have that night where you slept like two or three hours, you might be a little on edge. You might be grumpy. So keeping that mood stable, keeping your body operating at maximum efficiency, restoring and rejuvenating the body, recovery and recuperation. Your body needs time to recover. It needs time to recuperate. Without the proper rest, it can't do those things. And it also helps reduce your stress level too, because again, your body is able to handle things better when it's operating at its best. So some bedtime routine recommendations and ideas. I've learned these along my way because I've had to because I just, you know, like I said, I kind of have cut some corners in the sleep space. And that's not necessarily the best thing to do. But some bedtime recommendations for your routine if you're having trouble winding down is to avoid doing work right before bed to allow the mind and body to rest and relax. Because a lot of times... And I've been guilty of this. You do work before bed and then you're dreaming about work or you lay down and you're thinking, did you get enough done or what do I have to do tomorrow? So if you can set a specific time where you just cut it off and you're like, after this time, I'm not doing any more. 
drink a nice warm tea. It just has a soothing effect. It just kind of gets your mind going, ooh, it's time to wind down. Implement our meditation routine before bed. I talked a lot about meditation and care for your mind. I'm back on that train again. Um, I like to do my meditation before bed because it puts me in a mental space that allows me to let the day go relaxes my body. Um, and then limiting screen time before bed. My gosh, this is a huge one. And this is a hard one because it's too easy to lay in bed and scroll, catch up on your Facebook, your Instagram, you know, Twitter, whatever it is that you like to look at, your emails. But if you're looking at that screen, number one, there have been plenty of studies that show that looking at that light has an effect on your, your mind and body and brain before going to bed. But you're still kind of actively engaged and you're going to be doing the same thing that you're going to do if you're doing work before bed. You're thinking about different things. You didn't have a chance to disconnect and that's really important. So my recommendation is at least an hour before bed, just saying no to devices and just settling down. So I think that's really helpful. Taking a warm bath is another fantastic opportunity. So put that phone down, get in the bath, take a cup of tea, whatever you need to do to just kind of wind down. And then turning the lights off like 30 minutes to an hour before bed also helps because having the light on can have this effect of making you think it's daytime. But once you start, like even if you soften the lights, so you don't even have to turn them off, but just kind of letting your body know like, hey body, you're signaling, it's time to kind of relax and wind down. So the main goal of having that proper sleep is really to make sure you're getting proper rest and recovery. Stress management is another huge thing. So key part of caring for yourself. Stress is in all forms, positive and negative. I think we tend to hear stress and we think negative things. We're like, oh my gosh, pressure, uh, work stress, kids stress, spouse stress, significant other stress, whatever we hear the word stress, it's usually in a negative connotation, but there's good stresses. There's, you know, stresses like Oh my gosh, we have this big, huge retirement party coming up, or you've got um, a big birthday celebration, or it could be anything that's a, a good thing, but it just causes some stress because there's planning or there's a lot of things to do and you're trying to figure out your schedule. So it comes in all forms, but stress does directly affect your central nervous system and it can be the culprit for a lot of health conditions. So if you're constantly living in a state of chaos, it can wreak havoc on your nervous system. So it's important to figure out ways to keep your stress levels either maintained or decreased or not constantly going because that fight or flight all the time is not good for your adrenaline system or your nervous system. There's three basic categories of stress typically identified, which are physical stress, chemical stress, and emotional stress. And each one has its own consequences. So some chemical stresses, they're broad. They can range from allergic reactions to heavy metals, bacterias, um, emotional stresses. They get dismissed a lot, but they can cause a lot of you know, dis discomfort and dis-ease, not disease, dis-ease in the body. Um, also looking at physical stress. You can have physical stress from an injury or something happening in your life. So there's all kinds of, you know, different pressures that can happen on the body. But some examples of those negative impacts for not managing stress could be adrenal fatigue, chronic conditions, compromised immune system, elevated hormone levels, exhaustion, illness, memory issues, reactionary behaviors. So again, I think it's important to find ways to manage your stress. Some of the things that I do to manage stress levels for me, because I am a high stress person and I experience um, stress on a daily basis, I would say, 
is breathing. Breathing helps, exercise, meditating, and relaxation techniques. And those have all been super duper helpful for me. Fear is not your friend, so get rid of it. It's just going to cause stress. We've talked a little bit about toxins and how toxins can affect our bodies, making sure you're um, minimizing or trying to avoid where possible. Some examples of toxins, everything from air fresheners, air pollution, candles, car air fresheners, chemicals and preservatives on and in our food, exposures to plastic, household or workplace cleaning chemicals, lotions, manicure, pedicure products, perfumes, colognes, skincare products, soaps, tattoos, types of deodorants, laundry detergents, fillings for dentistry. There are so many toxins. So I urge you to be cognizant of what you're putting yourself around, what you're using in your homes and what's in the products that you use on a daily basis. I think there are so many more, um, more options available, I would say, on the side of trying to provide healthier, cleaner, natural products more so nowadays than there ever probably were because so many more people are paying attention to things like that. So even lotions and candles. I mean, there are certain things I tend now, instead of using perfumes, I use essential oils. I use a lot of the roll-on oils. Or when I get my candles, I make sure they're soy-based. Um, cleaning products, I get a lot of natural cleaning products now. So it's just looking at ways to decrease the load that your body has to handle. Again, we're all gonna be exposed to different things. You can't get rid of everything, but just trying to be mindful of the things that you can um, can have an impact with. Nutrition, that's not a surprise to anybody. Nutrition is really important. Making sure that you're you know, consuming a diet that makes sense for you. Looking at whether you're going to be organic versus non-organic. Processed foods. How many are you intaking? Um, fresh foods. Food preparation. What are you putting into the food? Or even if you're eating out, what are they putting in? A lot of the restaurants will put extra additives or um, butters and extra flavorings. And sometimes those can add up to be a little unhealthy. So just keeping an eye on that. Um, I mentioned the medical medium book, Cleanse to Heal. I loved that and I ended up, and I share this more in my book, doing what they call the 369 cleanse protocols. I absolutely loved them. It was like Day one through three, you ate a certain amount of things and they were all fresh, raw, get rid of dairy, meat. Um, it was all fresh, literally. And there was juicing going on. And then days four through six was another protocol. And day seven and eight was another protocol. And day nine was straight juicing. And then you got to resume back into your normal stuff. You've got to kind of ease into it after you've been through a cleanse. But um, it was really great and I've done it multiple times because it just kind of reset the body and killed off a couple of bacterias and problems I had going on for me. So I really enjoyed that cleanse. But I mean, doing cleanses for your body is not a bad thing. I mean, a body is like a vehicle. Again, if you run it long enough, it gets gunked up. So you got to do something to clean it. Celery juice. I mentioned the celery juice. I love that. I drink that every morning. That's just fantastic. I bought so much celery from the organic section at Costco that people started questioning what the heck I was doing with all the celery. So I eventually started making cards and handed them on the way out the door, handed the cards off to the staff members who would ask questions about what I was doing with all this celery. So I became known as the celery lady. 
um, primal reset I did primal reset as well and some of the key components were that were consumptions of raw foods and you were detoxing the body's organs I eliminated processed foods dairy products and I was working on restoring the body's organs and systems that was the whole purpose of that so going back to a, a primal reset really helped kind of set you know reset my body which is really really helpful and then fasting I did look at fasting there's a lot of information out on fasting again something to consider juicing is something else I absolutely loved doing so that was kind of where I was on the nutrition space and then I found some really cool little sidebar things that I wanted to share with you guys I found that the mustard seed baths were pretty awesome you just like stick some of this mustard seed powder into your bathtub and it was super awesome because it detoxes your body so you take a bath you get it really hot you'd sit in there steam you'd get out you dry yourself off throw on some warm clothes you kind of sweat at night so it's not exactly the most attractive thing but you got rid of a lot of toxins so that was super awesome um, salt baths I love my salt baths that's great for energy cleansing I am a whole fan of the Himalayan salt and then I also I like the orange salt and I've done lavender as well so that's very relaxing right before bed Love my ionic foot detox baths. I did quite a few of those too. And um, the main thing was I just always made sure I had my trace minerals after to make sure I was restoring what needed to be back in my body. So we're going to take a quick break here and come back in just a minute. Journey to the Awakening takes you on a journey through many revelations of a child growing up in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, uncovering what really happened behind the white picket fence and how this continues to plague future generations. The book reveals, in a very riveting way, the details of multiple past generation secrets. Learning to walk through and not attach to the past will help guide the reader to beginning their own journey. Available for purchase on Amazon, Audible, and iTunes. For more information about Denise Clare's works and upcoming book signing events, visit SheWisePublications.com. Are you searching for a way to help create global change? Dream Vision 7 Radio Network's vision is to have an eclectic group of radio hosts dedicated to educating, enlightening, and helping humankind with positive messages and tools that enhance lives using different modalities and programs. If you would like to join our team and help illuminate the universe, call Deborah at 508-226-1723 or Deborah at dreamvision7radio.com. SheWise is your gateway to sparking soulful journeys and illuminating pathways in spiritual, healing, and self-help realms. SheWise Publications stands as a beacon for those seeking to share their voice. Beyond the pages in print, the heart of SheWise Publications beats with a passion for helping others connect to their healing journey. Together, let's navigate the complexities of the human experience and discover the threads that bind us all and become SheWise. For the full journey, visit SheWisePublications.com and SheWiseApparel.com. Light up your world and discover the key to surviving the human experience with Kristen Aurelia. Navigating through life can be a monumental task. Listen each Tuesday at 11 a.m. and 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network for all things to help you navigate your journey here on Earth. 
health, healing, light, and wisdom for all. Join Kristen on a magic carpet ride and discover the secrets to surviving the human experience and become she-wise. In Kristen Aurelia's latest book, Recreation, Surviving the Human Experience, she shares a journey of a woman who embarks on a mission to heal the physical and emotional damage, as well as the trauma that has plagued her for the better part of her life. She shares her story in the hope that others will begin their journey to find their personal truth, move closer to the light, discover, and live out their intended purpose here on Earth. Recreation, Surviving the Human Experience is available for purchase on Amazon, Audible, iTunes, and SheWisePublications.com. When we arrive on this earth, our soul is housed in a body. That body needs to be nurtured with love and care. In Kristen Aurelia's latest books, Caring for Your Human, You Only Get One Body, and Practical Tools and Techniques Workbook, she explores ways to care for your mind, body, and spirit. She shares her wisdom gained along her journey in hopes to assist others in proactively caring for their human. Because after all, we only get one body, and it's meant to last a lifetime. Caring for your human, you only get one body. And Caring for your human, you only get one body practical tools and techniques workbook are available for purchase on Amazon and SheWisePublications.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax and enjoy. Let life flow. just finished with a few things because I know we're getting to the end of the show. I probably could have used like six or seven hours to have this conversation about caring for your body, but I'm just going to kind of go through some some uh, hot items before we wrap up here. Um, the immune system. So caring for your immune system, making sure that you're taking into consideration the environment, your exhaustion levels, illness, inconsistent sleep patterns, poor nutrition, and stress. They can all impact your immune system, and that can make, um, make a very bad situation for your body. Some ways you can support and strengthen your immune system though, breathing techniques, again, the meditation and mindfulness we've talked about and proper diet, because you really just want to focus on supporting your body. Also rest and supplementation. The lymphatic system is another area I talk about and focus on and making sure you're aware of the abilities, the body's ability to properly function, to move and release things that don't serve it is very important. So I struggled a lot with my lymphatic system, not really wanting to properly function. So some of the tools and techniques I found along the way that help are dry brushing. Um, There's a lot of information on that on YouTube if you're not familiar with it. Exercise, hydration, proper nutrition, rebounding, the sauna, and sweating. So I had my little rebounder at home so I could just kind of jump on it throughout the day. It helps get the system going. Um, I sat in saunas. That was really helpful as well because it forced the body to sweat. I was having a really hard time sweating. So making sure I could sweat was really important 
important on my end just because that wasn't something that was happening naturally. Grounding is another really important thing to do. This assists the body in connecting with the earth and creating an opportunity to center yourself. I think people hear more about grounding nowadays than ever. I had no idea what people were talking about when they were talking about grounding when they first explained it. I'm like, you want me to go hug a tree? Like I was lost. It was, I'm going to be honest. I didn't know what was going on, but some grounding techniques and solutions that you can do again, breathing, engaging your senses to bring your attention to the present. So going back to sight, taste, touch, smell, hearing, immersing yourself in nature, putting your hands on a tree. It is, it is what people are doing. Um, I can feel the energy in trees now, now that I understand how that works. Running your fingers through sand, standing barefoot with your feet planted on the earth, taking a walk outside or walking barefoot on the beach. Those are all great ways to ground. I think remembering that we're all energy and we have energy fields and knowing that you need to understand the different types of energy and protecting your energy is another very important way to care for your human because you want to be mindful of that energy at all times. I talk a little bit about energy work. I talk about um, emotional freedom techniques, energy clearing, Reiki, sound healing, tuning forks, and yoga, all as ways to help care for and support your body. I talk about protecting energy. Protecting your energy is really important. That was also something that I really needed to spend some time learning because I um, didn't understand the the dynamics of how energy worked until I went on my spiritual journey. And then I was awakened quite quickly and I fully understand what's going on now. So it took me a little bit of time, but we got there. Listening to music is another really awesome, uh, powerful effect for your mind, body, and spirit. There's a lot of different forms and genres, but there are different tones and frequencies that can have calming effects in the body. Lots of research done on that. And if you aren't so sure about music and its human experience effect, go find a song, play it, and see how you feel after it. Find one that makes you really happy, then find one that makes you really sad and tell me that it doesn't have an effect on your body because it definitely does. And some examples of um, music modalities that are used in the healing community are like binaural beats, chimes, didgeridoos, drums, gongs, hertz therapy, sound bowl, sound frequency, tuning forks, and wind instruments. So those are, um, those are some that are used in the healing communities. But again, you can literally go turn on a radio, a CD, whatever you like to listen to and experience music and its effect on you. Singing and dancing. Um, you see this a lot in some of the conferences that happen. I can remember going to um, a Tony Robbins uh, convention and I was like, wow, we get up, we jump and we dance and we sing. You can bring your energetic vibration up so fast by just doing that. So if you feel like you're down or you're not really having that great of a day, just get up and dance. And if you don't want to dance, go sing. I mean, even if you don't have a great voice, go sing in the shower. It doesn't matter. Do some karaoke. Have fun with it. But it will help increase your vibration and your mood. Feeling and managing your emotions is also super important as well. Um, 
That also leads us to the space of addressing grief and loss and understanding that there's different forms of grief and loss. It can be anything from betrayal to broken trust, death, disappointment, divorce, empty nest, ending of relationships, ending of a chapter of your life, possibly a loss of a belief or a loss of a career or job, loss of innocence, loss of a pet, unfulfilled dreams, unmet expectations. It doesn't have to be the traditional grief or loss. We all experience loss of some thing throughout our lifetime and making sure that we're processing that and going through those stages of grief and loss is really important because if you're not and you're bypassing steps, it catches up with you at some point. And then my last, last thought I'm going to leave everybody with before we wrap up, because I know we are at the end of the show is spiritual healing. Spiritual work and healing has become more prevalent when addressing dis-ease in the body, not disease, dis-ease in the body. Spiritual work helps provide opportunities to look through a different lens when you're trying to heal the body. So there's many different forms on this and I will go into um, caring for your spirit in the next episode, but it is an important component to caring for your body because you are in this body for a lifetime. You need to care, love, and nurture it. And doing so will allow you to have a holistic approach to your human experience. So without deliberating and going much longer. I know that we're at the end of the show. I'm so sad we are because I feel like, again, I could probably go on for hours on this topic. Um, Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Caring for Your Body. It's a really important component to caring for your human. And so I appreciate you listening in today. And again, I've got the book if you want to learn more about it, Caring for Your Human, You Only Get One Body. And then I also um, have a tools and techniques workbook that goes along with it because I do know that there's a lot of content and a lot of information we cover in the show. And so if you do want exercises to just kind of walk through each of them, you can find that in that workbook. But until next time, I will, um, I will be thinking about all of you. Thank you for being part of the She Wise family. And the next episode will cover caring for your spirit. So be sure to tune in next week. Take care and stay she-wise. This wraps up today's episode of Surviving the Human Experience with Kristen Aurelia, the show where all things human experience related come together and are explored. Join us on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. and 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Episodes will be archived on the Surviving the Human Experience Dream Vision 7 Radio Network website page and will also be accessible at shewisepublications.com. That's S-H-E-W-I-S-E publications.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe. Relax and enjoy. Let life flow.